This is Darren Davis, founder and senior leader of the Harbor Church in South Florida, and you are listening to the Harbor Church Podcast. For more information about this podcast and others, visit us online at harborchurch.org. Enjoy the podcast. Why don't you come up? I'm going to have four friends join me, two of the ones that just brought these chairs over. Perfect. Awesome. Thank you. Yeah, I did. We are going to get ourselves situated here. Hey, as I get us situated, um, I'm so glad you guys are here. Why don't you introduce yourself? I'll start off by handing the microphone this way. Tell us who you are and... um, I don't know, something, a little something, a short something to help people know who, like something about you so they feel like they know you. Great. Hi. Hello, everybody. My name is Chad Andreessen. Uh, I am from, originally born in Arizona. Arizona? Arizona. And we moved here about 10 years ago when I was starting a medical device company. And so I'm a medical device entrepreneur, inventor, and most importantly, husband and father. Come on. So flavorful. Thanks, Chad. Good morning. Uh, my name is Ryan Zahner. Um, married to Erica. Amazing, Erica. Uh, my three kids are in the back. Um, I'm a firefighter paramedic uh, in a neighboring uh, city not too far from here. Um, something about me. I'm from upstate New York. I'm a Buffalo Bills fan. Um, so I've I've been through some some heartache. Um, I'm also uh, uh, something to kind of take my mind off of things. I'm a fantasy football guy, so uh, I'm really into that. That's something about me. Thank you. Like it. Yeah. Girls? Yes. Hi. I'm Yvonne Green. I have no interest in sports. <laughs> <laughs> I don't play any. I love cruises. Wait, wait. Say that again. You love what? Cruises. Like the all-you-can-eat cruises? It's not all-you-can-eat. It's all the places you can go cruises. Come on. Good morning. I'm Kim Williamson. I'm from the Chicago area. Wow, cool. There's not usually very many Midwestern people this side of Florida. They're like, thank goodness we're here in the warmth. My daughter, Gabrielle, is here, and she and I are leaving uh, next week to go to northern Wisconsin for vacation, and I'm so excited. (laughs) Well, there you go. This is us, guys. This is what you get today. We're so glad that you came. (laughs) We, again, we are in the middle of our Brave series, and we are, just when we prayed earlier, when Darren and the team and I were praying about what this series is supposed was supposed to look like. We just felt like God was saying, offer a panel discussion. Um, and one of the things, the main thing that the five of us discussed just pre-today when we met about uh, what God might want to do through our time together with you um, was that just authenticity. Like, we're just going to be real. Is that okay? Yeah. And we feel strongly, based on kingdom, the just the nature of the Father and, and, and understanding some of the of kingdom principles is that our authenticity is going to bring you empowerment. 
Our desire is to see you stirred to be real and to see you stirred, like bravery, courage, stirred on the inside of you. Um, and, uh, and that you would leave here. Uh, oh, that's right, Wilson, what you were saying earlier about courage. It's the tenderness of the Father. Um, just to, for us to have this conversation, he's gonna show up and people are going to be marked with added courage. And quite frankly, I'm not, um, if you're new, please, well, you won't know my heart, but this is, this is my heart. Uh, what I wanna say is that uh, we, we understand, like I don't wanna prophesy anything where somebody's like, oh my goodness, what did she just say? D deal with what I'm gonna say in love, please. Uh, bottom line is, life is hard. And if we're not honest about it, now, we're victorious in Jesus. We're more than overcomers, and there is a supernatural empowerment from another realm that is completely accessible to us every moment of every day as we practice our relationship of friendship with Jesus to know how to appropriate it rightly at any given moment, and then in maturity, know how to give it away to other people. There you go, now you'll hear my, that's my heart if you're a visitor, now you hear my heart. But the bottom line is life is hard. And we don't wanna just pass that by and say, praise Jesus, be courageous because you're born again. No, be courageous, God tells us to be courageous, but how do we get there? And so we're just gonna talk for a little while. Enough, we're good? Awesome, all right. So my friends, you know, when we were on Zoom, um, one of the questions or one of the statements that somebody said when we were on, on together is that as Christians, we're all wired for courage. But bravery can look different from person to person and even from season to season in our own lives. And so I wanna ask, who wants to jump in and give their thoughts regarding that statement, just for a second? So when God created us and gave us Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit is courage, right? Holy Spirit is power, Holy Spirit is faith. So we naturally have it as Christians. And courage is really a choice. It's a choice of what we want more than what we don't want. So we are always in this place where we are combat, we, we have this choice. Oh God, I wanna do this, oh I feel so afraid. And then we have to choose, are we gonna go with the fear or are we gonna go with what we want? So it's always about what we want more than what we don't want. So, courage looks different. For somebody who has social anxiety, being at church today took courage. For come me, on. it didn't take any courage, I just come to church. For somebody who doesn't have money, tithing may take courage. Lord, I'm doing this because you said it. Oh, you know what I mean? That's right. So it's different based on our circumstances. So God isn't measuring courage in all of us the same way. It's about where we are, Come on. and it's about what he's inviting us to do. So courage, we all have courage. Let me tell you who I think is the most courageous. Of course, Jesus is the most courageous, right? He had to choose between suffering and showing the Father's love. Those were, there's always a choice. Yeah. Always a choice. And I'll share later some of the things that I have had to decide which one I'm gonna be courageous in and which one I'm not. And the one final thing I'll have to say, 
God's agenda for how you show courage isn't necessarily yours. And so getting to understand what God's heart is about, what he's inviting you to do, yep. is really more important than jumping out and doing something. Mm. I want to say something real quick, and but stay in this vein if any of the three of you want to jump into this question also. So Yvonne, what I heard you saying is, again, something we discussed earlier than today, is it isn't just courage looks different from person to person, but it looks can look different from season to season in our own individual lives. Like what, let, let's say, um, let's say showing up today, like you, well, that was one of your examples. If you show up anywhere for the first time and, and you have some social anxiety, that took courage to, to get there. But if you do it long enough, you exercise something and what was once counted as a big courageous act doesn't it doesn't take the same it doesn't maybe even take bravery at all per se anymore right it is the progression uh, of uh, of courage I, I think we'll talk about that i like that phrase too i think we'll talk about that a little bit as well in just a minute anybody else wanting the question was can you um, give us your thoughts about as Christians, we're wired for courage, but bravery can look different from person to person, even from season to season. <clears throat> Chad? Yeah, I'll jump in there. I think for uh, myself, you know, you wake up every day and you have this, uh, here's, here's a positive bar, and, and you start sort of negative because of maybe your own self-criticism and um, where the world says that you're good or not good, right? You have, you have bills to pay, right? And you wake up thinking about that. And you have kids that just ate... 14 pounds of sugar the day before, and they're awake, right? And you're like, all right. Keeping it real, guys. Wasn't, wasn't a good dad yesterday. And, and then there's the trees you didn't trim for the last four weeks, and your wife is asking you to trim those trees. I, I'll get to them, I promise. Um, and, and in that reality, the boldness is to step out of that. And, and it's, I think for every person it's different, but how do you bridge that gap? How do you get yourself out of this slump? I, I mean, sometimes it's depression. Sometimes it's, um, you know, you just, you just need to wake yourself up and do exercise. Um, and for me, it's, it's really realizing that, that, that it's not a, that's boldness before Christ. It's this weird thing that it's not about what you look like. It's acceptance from him. And, and that's hard to get every day. And I think for me, seasonally, it changes too where you're absolutely in a good season and every day might be easy. And so I find that um, having people around me, people around me to encourage me or people around me to I, I can disclose to, like my, my dad, uh, other leaders to bring you out of that negative slump and start boldness and start a day where you're actually tackling things that matter, tackle the things that, that are important to you, which at the end comes from what is important to God too. I think I'm gonna go back there in just a little while and see like you mentioned for you having people around like leaders or mentors or something that that can bolster bravery on the inside of you um, I'm gonna pause like that one for a second because I, I want to ask it for, from everybody um, but I think what I'm taking away Kim do you have anything on this what I'm taking away right now to, to before you jump in, Kim, is what we don't want to do, the point here, is we don't want to frame courage to look like only one or two things. It's going to look different, again, from person to person and from season to season in our own life. And it's supposed to because this is about a journey. We're growing. 
This isn't, this isn't first and foremost on the Father's heart about the end goal. He's so into the process of taking us from one season to the next and seeing the fullness of, of all he's hoped for from season to season actually grow up big and strong on the inside of us. And like you said, Chad, man, if it isn't for Jesus first and foremost, but if it isn't, wasn't for people, like people that could stand alongside of us, this is the way that the Father set it up. Ryan, Kim, anything on this particular? You know, on the topic of seasons, one of the things that I've been trying to give myself courage for is to give myself permission to not have to receive every message and word I hear from people, both in and outside of the church. Are you on overload a bit, Kim? There's just a lot of information, and you know, we've heard so many different perspectives on courage, haven't we? And I don't know for you guys, but for me, some of them really landed. And some of them honestly didn't land for me, but they might have really landed for you. That's good. So, Holy, I just encourage you, we don't have to receive everything that people on the stage say, okay? We're, we're just humans. And ultimately, you want to take what you hear up here and bring it before the Holy Spirit and receive what is meant for you and discard what isn't. I love that. I and love that. We have freedom, guys, to not to be well, we don't critical only, thinkers. We don't only have freedom, we have responsibility. Yeah. To whom much is given, much is required. If people are come to church all over the globe, uh, global church, capital C, if people are coming to church... Uh, all over the globe on a regular basis and this is where that space that they call church is where they're getting their main nourishment for the week the world is in trouble we are responsible as disciples to go after our own cultivate our own friendship with jesus christ to know the nature of the father and by the power of the spirit and the, and the, the written word to find out what he says about us and our responsibility. So I love that. Different flavors might not be for everybody, but we're pre as long as the word is being, pre even if the word, it's completely the word, every flavor, every person is going to have their own flavor as they bring it. And that might not be the word that the Lord has for you in this season. But you know what I've found is really ironic is if it wasn't a word for me in one season, don't throw it out because two seasons from now, Holy Spirit might remind you of it and go, remember that word? And then it might become a rhema from heaven that shifts your life in the most positive way. So I love that. Courage is staying open-hearted as well. Yeah. Let me go on to the next question. Um, in our earlier conversation, we celebrated, the, the five of us celebrated the courage that David showed regarding Goliath. But Ryan, you actually mentioned something on that call. You said that there's, you believed there was a proverbial Goliath in most people's lives and he wasn't necessary, necessarily a nine-foot warrior standing with a sword. And um, I just wanted to know, can you just talk to us? I mean, just for a little bit about that. Like, as a, as a brother in, in the faith, but also as a, a, a dad, a, wife, a, a husband, a, a first responder, a leader in your city's um, fire department. And, I mean, I, I don't know if we should even go here, but... But I know some of the things that God's had you cultivate over the last 10 years and bring in to help bring healing and more wholeness to our first responders. And, I mean, talk to us. People really do have the proverbial Goliaths in their lives, don't they? Yeah, absolutely. Um, 
So I'll say this, I, I, I'm still working out what it is to be courageous, to be brave. Um, it takes courage and bravery to admit that I don't think I'm there yet um, on what the true definition of, of bravery and, and courage is. I think I have a perfect example in our Savior on what he did and the amount of pain that he had to uh, endure. Um, but for me to walk that out, um, yeah, I, I do see um, in my past five, ten years, and even probably seeing into my future, um, you know, there's, um, if we're not in a storm, we're about to go into one. I love coming out of storms. Um, that means I'm usually refined. I don't like refinement processes either. Um, that usually means you're going to be put to the fire. Um, but isn't that kind of like the Father's heart to kind of, you know, mold and shape and pull some of the, the qualities that he just wants to pull out of you? Come on. Um, in that season. So, yes, um, been through some some tough seasons. Uh, there, there are many of us that have the proverbial Goliaths in our life, and I think the the first step towards uh, bravery and courage is to not let fear um, captivate you. Um, and I think we do that as uh, followers of Christ. Um, even though we have the Holy Spirit, you know, we have, um, we see a, a freckle on our thumb and the first thing we want to do is go to MD now or go to Google and type it in. And of course, what do we see? Uh, not good well, stuff. Yeah. Not courageous stuff. <laughs> the, the freckle is uh, the kiss of death and you know, everything, you're going to die. And it's like, no, we're, as soon as you, um, start going down that road. Right. Um, and, over the past week or two, I've been brought to Matthew 14, and um, the disciples were walking with Jesus. Um, they've seen him do many miracles, uh, feed uh, 5,000 with uh, fish and two loaves. And, um, and it's interesting because in this chapter, Jesus had just lost his best friend, as the, as the scriptures say. Um, so he was, he was heartbroken. He, he, was, he was, but then... He had to push through that. And my goodness, if, if our Savior doesn't just just give the perfect example of what we do um, when storms hit. He had just lost his friend. Um, and people were approaching him with um, just, you know, leprosy and people that needed healing. And he just, it, the Bible says that he, after that he had compassion and he shifted into that just healing. Um, but we go down... Um, into the middle chapter and we see that the disciples that just saw all this and um, you know they they, they had a, a storm hit and uh, they were out on this boat and immediately they were the Bible says that um, in their fear so again in their fear this is something that in their fear they were terrified and when they saw Jesus walking on the water they cried out, it's a ghost. They didn't even recognize Jesus because they were living in fear. Now they just walked with Jesus, watched him do miracles side by side, sat with him, broke bread. But because they were in fear, not taking courage, being courageous, being resolute, um, they didn't even realize that the Savior was right in, their in front of them. Yeah. And I think 
when some of these Goliaths, and I don't know what it is for anyone out here, um, but I'm sure that there's a multiple, um, call it M&M bag of different types of Goliaths that we may face, but um, to be honest, you know, when a storm hits, I think we all kind of lose track of where Jesus is, only because when a storm hits, we don't see very clear. The rain hits our eyes, the fog, the snow, whatever it is, whatever kind of storm it is, it, it, everything is unclear, but what are we supposed to do, right? We don't walk by sight, we walk by faith, which now enables us to draw closer to our Savior. Um, I want to ask you, Ryan, there's so much in, that's going through my mind regarding just what you brought. Thank you. The first, the first thing um, is Jesus in that space of his own personal loss doing the will of the Father, yet still experiencing a personal loss. We know from the culture of the gospel that his heart was always one that separated, pressed in, paid attention to what was going on on the inside of him. And out of that space of encounter with the Father could get to the place where he could function in the, in the fullness of who he was created, to, who he showed up on the planet to be. And he's the example. So that's the first thing that I want to point out. Um, in their fear, my goodness, how many times have, have, again, I'm not prophesying anything weird if you're a visitor, but just realness. How many times over our lives as Christians has there been a moment where we were in their fear? But you said something earlier. You said, I think, capture. Um, do you remember what you said? I just lost my mind. A past, I lost it. It was in my mind. Okay, I don't remember exactly what you said, but here's the point. When you said it, I heard the Lord remind me of a scripture verse. I have no idea where it is, it's, but it is out of the Passion Translation, and it's Jesus speaking. And it says that fear will not conquer you, for I already have. And so that, that faith component that you're mentioning, Ryan... Um, stepping out of like pushing through that stepping, you know, taking that step, that courageous, bold step, even though in our fear, you know, it's like, and then being able to see Jesus here, it's, it's out of a history of relationship that's been forged. Faith is that it faith is the substance of things hoped for the evidence of things not seen. It's, it's when I return, will I find faith in the in the earth? Will I find the evidence of things that I've hoped for as God? but maybe haven't seen fully matured on the planet yet. Will I find that? It's this invitation into continual growth as a friend of God that builds this thing called faith on the inside of us. So in the midst of our storms or in the midst of times where there's a Goliath, something completely other than begins to materialize from our lives. That, that's a life that people in your neighborhoods, in your places of business I know that for you Ryan I, I, again we'll leave it I know it for all of us in our families people are going to go what is that what is that give me that even if we're not saying thus saith the Lord I have a question I want to ask all of you guys regarding this um the question is, what does courage look like in this season for your lives personally? Let's just answer that. What does courage look like?
courage look like in this season of your lives personally? Ryan, you want to just, or Kim, <clears throat> both of you guys have a mic. It's a real short one, but. What is it? Uh, Last night, I had to go to the emergency room with my husband because he had surgery the day before and he thought he had an infection in his hand. And so we were in the emergency room till 11 p.m. And as they came in to do an ultrasound on his hand, I started to get triggered. And I remembered the time when I had to have an ultrasound to find out whether I had breast cancer. And I started to feel nervous. And I started to be like, oh my gosh. And I could feel, because our nervous systems remember past trauma and past experiences, and they think it's happening today. Kim is a trauma counselor, by the way, <laughs> just so that you guys know. And so I was like, what's happening right now? And then I was like, oh, yeah, I remember that day. I was waiting to find out whether I had breast cancer. So, so Kim, what did you do? In the, what, did you, what did you do or what, what do you counsel from a kingdom perspective because you are a you know a, a born again spirit filled lover of god and people trauma counselor what do you do in a moment like that what do you encourage others in their process i to mean do? for me my husband noticed that i was teary and reached over and was like hey what's going on and i told him and he was kind and um so connection letting someone else be with you and offer some type of comfort either a person or, you know, the Holy Spirit. But our fear is an invitation for connection. Come on with the And, you know, um, I said I would be short, but Dr. Kurt Thompson says that when we come out of the womb, everybody is looking for someone, looking for them. The point is we need connection. We We need each other when we're scared. Yeah, so, so what, what does courage look like for you personally in this season? Okay, so in this season, I'm going to share two different examples. Because some, some invitations to courage, and I just want to say, courage is not an event. It's a lifestyle of faith. And we go from glory to glory and strength to strength. Progression of courage. Yeah? That's good. So... I felt God invite me to do a documentary. I have no background, I have no training, but it was so strong, I decided to do it. Wait, you feel like God invited you to do a documentary? Yes, and I had no experience. Have you started? I'm almost finished. Come on. So Is I'm that gonna, with your students? Yeah, with students. So good. I'm gonna tell you what. To do this documentary, it was such a deep conviction. I just did it. I, I encountered obstacles, I encountered some pushbacks, but it was like a Geronimo moment. Woohoo, let's do it. You know, you just jump, right? And then deal with it. Now, here's a different example. I want to be more involved in the conversations about culture. It's scary for me because I'm conflict-averse. But I've been praying about it and asking the Lord. And asking the Lord to give me opportunities and let me, you know, win. Win the argument. Okay, that's the first thing. Holy Spirit says, it's not about winning an argument. 
See, I was going there with the wrong intention. Because Jesus didn't come to win an argument. He came to show us the Father. So I had to continue praying but purify my heart because what God was more interested in is my going into these conversations with honor in my heart, with peace in my heart, with kindness in my heart. And I've had opportunities to have some of those conversations. And I went in that way. I didn't go into win an argument. It, it took a lot out of me, and I'm still practicing, right? So my courage now is informed by the heart of God. It's not about winning. Wait, your courage is what by the heart of God? My courage is informed. Is informed. By the heart of God. By the heart of God. Yeah. I know what God wants in this experience when I have these conversations about culture. And so it's not a Geronimo jump into it. It's more I'm holding onto the hand of Holy Spirit. What next? What next, Holy Come Spirit? On. Again, this, it's the friendship, it's the yes. building of the relationship, it's the, the journey, or dare I say, the adventure of going and growing. Yes. So, to be courageous, the most important thing I would say is hold the hand of Holy Spirit. Amen. And just keep asking, Holy Spirit, what do you see? What do you think? What should I say? How should I do it? I remember there's a scripture in Psalm 1834. It says, your gentleness makes me great. God isn't, God doesn't ration patience. Come on. It's there, it's in abundance for us to help us mature and become everything he wants us to be. So don't think you're exhausting his patience. That's good. If you know what Holy Spirit has to put up with me, you wouldn't, it's another story. <laughs> Chad or Ryan, let's have you answer that. What does courage look like in this season of your lives personally? Thanks, my friends. Yeah. Um, I, I would definitely say over the past um, three months, I've been in a, been in a pretty rocky storm. Um, you know, when you, you look at the definition of um, courage, it's the... Uh, the ability to do something that frightens you, and then uh, having strength in the in the face of grief or pain. Um, that's just the, the Webster's Dictionary version. Um, it's a pretty accurate definition. Yeah. yeah so um, I, I lost my brother back in May. Um, let, let me take that back. I, when you lose something, you don't know where it's at. I know where my where my brother's at. I have peace about that. Um, let's just say he's he, he has left this earth, um, and uh, in in a in a very abrupt fashion. Not going to get into um, how, um, but for those that kind of go where I'm where, where I'm leaning, um, in that fashion that we just don't like. Um, he was another first responder. He was a firefighter um, right next door to me bumped into him a, a lot. He was my younger brother, um, so I took it as uh, I was the nurturer of him. I was the first generation firefighter. He followed, um, and uh, 
you know, some courage, um, strength, bravery. What does it mean? Um, to you personally, right now. Yeah. So I think first, um, when when I knew his eulogy was coming up, uh, I, I did not want to do it. Um, I just wanted to maybe just have the word kind of wash over me and just sit there and just have, um, you know, somebody else honor him. But God really pushed and pressed um, and led me to just uh, have the strength to stand up and speak about my brother and maybe speak about some issues that are in the fire service. And, um, and also to be courageous about speaking about the gospel and, uh, I know that there was a couple uh, that attended from our church, and I was able to, um, at the end of his eulogy, um, and this is all God-inspired, because I, I, I fought it. I was the proverbial Jonah. I was going to bail the day of. I didn't want to do it. I just, you know, and asked my wife. She'll tell me, I just did not want to do this. I just, want, I just can't. I can't do this, God. And, and God said, yes, there's something in it. Just, just do it. So I was able to do an altar call at my brother's funeral um, and invited people to come up. Now, I didn't see anyone physically come up and um, even offered a, hey, text me, call me. But um, two days after that, one of my brother's coworkers um, just called me up and just wanted to know more and, and um, told the story of the prodigal son Prayed, prayed for him, and he um, accepted Christ as his Savior wow. over the phone. So, um, yeah, amen. So in, in my, what I will call my, my biggest pain um, in, in this life so far, uh, losing my brother in that fashion and in that way, and, and even still trying to muster up courage and, 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 and bravery to just understand some things in this, as I'm walking it out with the Father. and The process itself. The, the process itself, yeah, because I don't, I think the Father's okay with me going, I'm not shaking my fist at God, I'm not, I, but, you know, there's a song um, by Big Daddy Weave, anybody who knows Big Daddy Weave, it's called I Know, um, and in the beginning he says, um, in the song it says, you don't, you don't give me all my answers, but you hear me when I speak. You don't, um, well, let, me, let me pull it up just because I really feel like there's something in it. Um, Thank you, Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> um, you don't answer all my questions, but you hear me when I speak. You don't keep my heart from breaking, but when it does, you weep with me. That's good. You're so close that I can feel you when I've lost the words to pray. And though my eyes have never seen you, I've seen enough to say, I know that you are good. Come on. I know that you are kind. I know that you are so much more than what I leave behind. I know that I am loved. I know that I am safe. Because even in the fire, to live is Christ, to die is gain. I know that you are good. So, that's a good word. Yeah. 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 So God is good. And... You know, maybe maybe courage or maybe bravery and and, and and some of those here is just let God show you that He's good even in Amen. the rough circumstances. Amen. Amen. That's what we're gonna do for the sake of time.
that I could want us to go here. Uh, there's an instruction taken from um, Meg, Bobby, team, you guys can come up. There's an um, instruction taken from Hebrews 3.6, and it's continue courageously and hold firmly to bold confidence and victorious hope. Guys, that's an, an exhortation from the Lord. It's a it's a, an instructional word that I feel the Lord put on, put on my heart today for us to just release here today. It's an invitation. And coming off of what you just shared, Ryan, again, for the sake of time, if you have kids in Harbor Kids, would love for you to go pick them up and then come back. We're going to do some ministry here. We're going to make ourselves available as we go into some worship. Um, uh, just to pray with anybody who, who might need some prayer. Um, we, we are not here as a family of faith simply for everyone in the room or watching online to come and leave. I'm not saying that the relationships will look the same for every person in the, in the house, but our desire is to be a healthy spiritual family. Our desire is to walk together as family, to be vulnerable, to be transparent, to be uh, accountable, mutually submissive, lovers of the word, lovers of the spirit of God, to do this thing called life in Jesus together. If you have not tapped into that thing, and you would like to, we would love to pray for you. We would love to invite you to be brave and to step into something maybe that you haven't before because we strongly believe as a panel and as a leadership team in this house that this is the will of God for us in this hour. We cannot give away, guys, what we do not have currently to others, what we don't have currently activated in our own lives. We need one another right after we need God. So in this moment, Father, we, we thank you for just the short amount of time. How can we dig into a, a, a topic like this with great depth, God, in such a short period of time? Only by your spirit. So the five of us have trusted you, God, from the beginning that you would take anything that we would share and you would do something superb with it. And so we invite you to continue to have your way, Holy Spirit. As our friends stay in this place of, of encounter with you, prayer, opportunities with any of us as they go to the lobby and, and love on one another, or maybe even sign up for a women's conference, God, we believe that you are going to continue to speak to your people as only you can because you've got a plan and it's good. And we want to be ones, like Ryan said, that through any storm can stand unwavering, not because of our will and desire, but because of your supernatural empowerment. We can stand with our whole heart and say, truly, you are good, God. Truly, you are good. Thanks for joining us, guys.
Thanks for tuning in to the Harbor Church Podcast. I hope that you were enriched, inspired, and blessed by what you heard. Please subscribe on the podcast app and be sure to follow us on Instagram, YouTube, Facebook, and Twitter. You can also download our Harbor Church mobile app. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time.